Join ResU in thoughtful conversations that will pique your curiosity and expand your mind. ResU's thought leadership and partners will introduce unique ideas and ways that help listeners make choices that are influential, mindful, and impactful. Make me laugh too much today. <laughs> Girl, we're talking about weed. There's gonna be laughs. There's gonna be laughs and giggling. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Dr. Tree Scanlon, president of Resurrection University. This edition of Thinking Out Loud is dedicated to CBD and THC. As always, we like to engage with experts in conversations on interesting topics. We're talking today to Dr. Christine Totes, Doctor of Chiropractic Medicine and Assistant Professor at Resurrection University. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for having me, Therese. Interesting topic we have today. Super interesting topic. It's a common question that gets asked not only at the school, but also by my patients. Oh, I'm sure. And especially since marijuana is going to be legalized in Illinois come January of 2020, I think it's on a lot of people's minds what Correct. this really means and what it can do to you and all those kinds of things. So. Correct. There's a lot to talk about with um, CBD and THC, which is the components of marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to check if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about CBD versus THC? Sure. So, I mean, I think we ought to start it with the basics. So the entire plant itself is the hemp plant. Okay. Okay. The actual substances where people associate CBD or THC with come from the flower of the plant, which is where the cannabidiols, the CBD, resides in. And there's two kinds of cannabidiols. There's THC, which is the stuff that commonly makes people feel psychoactive or feel high. And then the CBD, which is the cannabidiol, which all of these components, regardless of their cannabinoids or not, have hundreds of thousands of different functions in the body. Okay. That's a pretty deep um, subject there then, huh? Yes, there's it a, is. There's a lot to know about CBD there's versus THC. There's a ton to know about CBD versus THC. So if, if somebody is getting marijuana off the street versus going to a dispensary, what's the difference between those? Sure. So the marijuana that you can pick up at a dispensary, whether that's THC or CBD, because you can pick CBD up at a dispensary as well, has certificates of authenticity. They have been tested for the amounts of CBD or THC active components that they have in them, as well as the terpenes. The terpenes are the smell that you commonly associate with marijuana. Marijuana. You mean that skunk smell? It can be a skunky smell. Sometimes <laughs> it can smell a little bit more like lavender or it can oh. smell like sage or it can smell like mint. Um, and a lot of your herbs that you use to cook have terpenes in them. So this is how people associate terpenes. But this is the hydrocarbon molecule that gives the smell to it. And so when you pick up CBD or THC from a dispensary, you have a guaranteed amount of the active components that you're looking for within it and purity standards. Where did they get the plant from? If you're getting marijuana on the street... 
you have no idea really what you're getting. Right. I mean, you know, the, the person that's selling it to you can tell you what it is, but it's a question of is that really what it is or not? Well, because it goes through so many hands probably, right? Correct. And who knows who does what to what? Correct. So how are people supposed to use or consume CBD or THC? So CBD comes in a lot of different modes of use. You can take it orally in tincture form. Sometimes it's put into food or gummies or things along that line. You can put it on topically, so it can come in creams, or you can vape. So vaping, um, which is how most people will start to take in THC, aside of just smoking the actual marijuana flower, the bud, as Mm -hmm. it's so-called, has been obviously the long-time used mode of delivery for many people. Um, It's beginning to get transmitted now into a oil complex that gets vaped. They'll pass electrical current through it along with some water, and then you can pick this concentrated oil up. The tough part with vaping is, whether it's CBD or THC, the tough part with vaping is is we don't know what the long-term ramifications are on the lung. Yeah, because I've I've been hearing something about popcorn lung with kids that vape right now, right? And so we really don't know long-term effects. Right. And it's the, it's the question of how much is it the THC or the CBD that's in there versus the other stuff that's put into the oil that's sure. causing the damage to the lung. And that's the part that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So more to come on that probably in decades to come, right? Exactly. <laughs> Test, testing, testing ensues. Yeah. <laughs> so is there a benefit to CBD? There is. So what's really interesting is that how CBD or THC works is dependent on what's called your endocannabinoid system. So your endocannabinoid system is uh, the system within your central nervous system that responds to different types of environmental insults. And we've got two kinds of receptors in the body. You've got CB1 and CB2. So there's two kinds of receptors. THC dominantly acts on your, I believe it's your CB1 receptors, whereas CBD hits on both receptors. Mm -hmm. And they're not exactly positive completely how it works within the endocannabinoid system, but it still helps to modulate things like anxiety and pain. Mm -hmm. THC has a lot more research behind it because it's been around for medical use for a lot longer um, and uh, that we know a little bit more about how it's affecting the endocannabinoid system. So there's a lot more research that still needs to be done in the world of CBD. But the tough part is, is as I'm sure you've seen, CBD is everywhere. Oh, absolutely. So it's There's like, an explosion out there of CBD products. Correct. It's like the snake oil tincture yeah. of you can buy it from anywhere. And because we don't have a certificate of authenticity or if you can't get that from the company that's selling it, you should be wary of where you're getting your CBD from. Sure, sure. So the THC, though, I mean, you said that there's a lot of research on it because it's mm-hmm. been you know, used for a long time. So what is THC used for medically and what kind of things can it help people with? Sure. Medically, there's two kinds of THC that commonly get sold. There's sativa, which is commonly known more as the the marijuana THC that will pick you up. And there's indica, mm-hmm. which is the one that does more to put you down. So it depends. If you're having issues more with sleep or with anxiety, they have a tendency to prescribe indica THC. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you are looking for THC for depression or if there's pain, sometimes they'll give you sativa. And then there's what's called hybrid, which is a combination of indica and sativa. Okay. So I know people that have had you know, chemo and mm-hmm 
and they've used THC or marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that is the sativa version versus, or is it a hybrid maybe? It could be a hybrid. It depends on what people that are having chemotherapy are having from a symptom standpoint. Mm-hmm. Are they having more nausea and vomiting where they're not uh, capable to eat? Sometimes they're giving them THC for that. They'll also give THC for pain or bone pain because um, anyone that's gone through chemotherapy will have the discussion that they feel like their bones feel hot mm-hmm. and painful. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of the dispensaries, the people that are running them are pretty well educated in giving different kinds of THC for different conditions. However, it's still trial and error. There's sure. a lot that we don't know. So, well, I mean, everybody's bodies are different, right? Correct. And even though we have these systems, and I'm not going to even try and say the word. Um, <laughs> Your endocannabinoid yeah, system? That, 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 that that's one. the one. Yeah. Say it 10 times fast, right? Um, so it's, it is trial and error, just like with so. any kind of pharmaceutical or you know supplement. Everybody's body reacts to it differently. Correct. So whether it's CBD or THC, you know, can you tell us about what are the risks of, of using either of those and what are potential side effects? Sure. So the side effects that come from CBD are probably a little bit less than what you're getting from THC. So CBD, common side effects are nausea, fatigue, or irritability. Those are your biggest side effects. Well, irritability doesn't really go with marijuana, then. Usually right? not. Usually <laughs> I not. I thought that However, was like a you know, calming kind yeah. of drug, right? <laughs> However, there are people that you know, and I'm sure you have heard stories that people have smoked marijuana and they get paranoid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Lord knows that happens, right? So, But what CBD can do, um, and I think that people need to be aware of, is that if they're on Coumadin, it can actually alter their clotting cascade. Oh, and that would be dangerous. That would be dangerous, yeah. So they need to know that. And it can raise levels of other medications in your body. So in the same way that grapefruit juice affects some cardiac medication. Oh, yeah. So we have to be careful with that. Yeah, grapefruit juice affects a lot. Of it does. I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. I know. It's kind of sad because it's so tasty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, THC, you can have the similar effects with THC. The biggest thing that people get a lot of times would be fatigue or sleepiness. Hypersomnolence. The munchies. Yes, also possible. But there are there is one syndrome which is kind of newer in the DSM, which is our diagnostic criteria in medicine, called hypercannabinoid syndrome. Whereas a lot of people will take cannabis to stop nausea and vomiting. Mm -hmm. Actually, if you take too much of it in, it will make you retch and vomit excessively. Yeah. So well. you can end up in the hospital and dehydrated. So how do you know how much to take? Whether it's let's let's start with CBD. Mm-hmm. How much would be dangerous to a hundred you know fifty pound woman? Or you know, I mean, I guess it depends on the person's body and how it, it reacts to it too. But how do you know first if it's safe, mm-hmm. and then how much to use? In terms of safety, I mean, obviously, I would lob that back to anyone's healthcare practitioner to make sure that they have a discussion because you want to look at medications that you're taking um, and potentially genetics sure. might be another possibility as to what's going on. Most people that are using CBD use it if they're using it for anxiety or depression are usually using it in a tincture form. And they'll tell you, obviously, we don't want you taking more than 100 milligrams in a day. Usually droppers full or lo- you're looking at somewhere around 5 to 10 milligrams and you can take that a couple times a day. But again, it's going to be trial and error and dependent on that person's body. Sure, sure. And this is another reason why not to buy it off the street or from somebody that you don't know, or even some of the stuff, I mean, like we talked a little bit ago, there's an explosion of CBD products out there. Yes. How do you know which one you should use versus which one you shouldn't use? Sure. So knowing which one you should use, um, there's some well-established companies out there. I'm not going to plug anybody in particular, (laughs) but um, there's some well-established companies out there that have what's called 
called a certificate of analysis or a COA. And you want to make sure that wherever you're getting your CBD, they can prove a COA for you. And what certificate of authenticity or analysis is going to show you is how much CBD is in your product, what other things are in your product, where did the the hemp plant come from? Mm-hmm. You know, we encourage domestically grown plants and we encourage as well if they can do co2 extraction because it's not a chemical extraction so you're getting a pure form of cbd that's not being altered by chemicals that doesn't have a bunch of junk in your cbd for you to be able to take that and you're looking for something that is more broad spectrum instead of something that's full spectrum Full spectrum CBD can still have THC in it, oh, okay. which IE could make you drop positive on a drug test, and is kind of illegal still. Right? Still, sort yes, it's still illegal via the FDA is yeah, what yeah. the deal is. Even though we're in 2020, going to have it legal for the state, it's still federally illegal for THC. Right. So let's go back to the CBD, and let's say I go to my local, and I'm not going to plug a pharmacy, but a mm-hmm. pharmacy, mm-hmm. and they've got you know this whole line of CBD products. Mm-hmm. What do I look for on the label to know if it's good, bad, or indifferent? Well, you're going, you want to ask and see if they've got any type of a stamp or seal for that certificate of analysis. You can also ask the pharmacist if they've got that, and they should be able to prove that for you. Just like all drugs have that, your CBD should have that as well. Okay? And if they can't, don't buy it. If they can't, don't buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for, obviously, is it domestically grown, CO2 extracted, and is it broad spectrum? Okay. All right. So you had talked a little bit and touched a little bit about CBD containing potentially some THC or what we refer to as the marijuana, Mm -hmm. right? So how do you know if it does or doesn't? And what does that do to you? Yeah, well, without that certificate of analysis, we don't know. Right. Um, So well-extracted CBD shouldn't have any THC in it. There is possible that some products can have somewhere between Mm 0.0002% of THC in it. If you're taking a lot of CBD, that could be enough that will potentiate up into your system because of the half-life that then could turn around and you could end up positive on a drug test. Okay. So does CBD make you feel high or inebriated in any way? No. Most people that use CBD, at least from an oral perspective that I have spoken to as well as what research supports, is it sort of, especially for people with anxiety, takes that edge off their anxiety and helps them calm down. It can help calm them enough to help promote sleep, but usually doesn't make them sleepy Mm -hmm. and usually will also help to drop their pain down. Okay. But you you only just talked about oral. What about the topical? Topical, yeah. Topical topical measures as well are also very helpful. I mean, I've used topical CBD in my practice personally for patients, and we will use ones that are usually put together with a menthol camphor combination, mm-hmm. which is sort of similar to like Bengay or Tiger Balm or something like that. So it's the question of is this CBD potentiating those effects that you get from the menthol and camphor, or Is it the CBD itself that's really uh, attenuating people's pain? Is it really killing their pain better? Because I could put Bengay on somebody and they might get relief for 30 minutes, but the topical creams that I'm using, they'll have pain relief for six or eight hours. Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. It's pretty good. Yeah. And and that I'm assuming you use for people with arthritis or what other kinds of things? Arthritis, um, acute tendonitis, new injuries. They've had meniscal tears where we'll put it right near the bone where the meniscus attaches. And that seems to help people as well. Mm-hmm. How about fibromyalgia? Fibromyalgia, you kind of have to bathe in it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's pain from head to toe, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you had one area that was a little bit uh, giving you a little bit more trouble, because it's mm-hmm. one of the hallmarks of fibromyalgia, is that your pain will move from place to place. If you put it on that specific area where you have pain, then yes, it could be helpful in that area for that day. What other 
reasons would you put it on your patient? I mean, do you have patients that are getting some sort of treatment like chemo and it helps? Or is that just you have to ingest that stuff? I think that's more ingestible. Mm -hmm. Um, The the topical I'm pretty much using for pain and dysfunction at a muscle or a joint. Mm -hmm. Um, But anything that's more systemic, chemotherapy, symptoms, nausea, vomiting, pain, Mm -hmm. like full body pain, that's more ingestion as well as anxiety and depression. What about the, you know, guys that go out and play softball, you know, once every season and they, you know, their back goes out. Our weekend warriors. Yes, those guys. <laughs> or ladies. <laughs> exactly. So um, in terms of our weekend warriors, um, they could topically put CBD on. It's the question of CBD topical cream is not cheap. Mm-hmm. So if you get a good quality CBD cream, it could be anywhere between 50 to to $100 for about a two ounce jar. But you don't need much. You don't need a lot of it. No, a little usually goes a long way. Um, but it's the question of if you've only hurt yourself and it's going to be painful for a couple of days, I may pick another mode of pain, <laughs> yeah. pain attenuating than buying a 50 this $100 bottle of CBD cream. All righty. Well, that's everybody's personal choice, right? Exactly. Yeah. Is there something they can take CBD THC before they go out and be the weekend warrior and go play softball or whatever it is that would help prevent the aches and pains later? CBD or THC is not preventative. Okay. Sadly. Um, but... Uh, they might have more fun if they had THC <laughs> playing softball, but... They might. They also might be highly distracted. <laughs> but And um, hurt themselves more. It's possible. Yeah, that's very possible. Usually, um, prevention, obviously, for weekend warrior injuries is going to come along the lines of, like, effective warming up and nutrition and hydration. Those are your big three for prevention. Okay. So this whole CBD, THC, see thing is not going to help them. No, no, not from a prevention standpoint. From a treatment standpoint, yes, but from a prevention standpoint, no. How does using CBD oil affect or interact with medical prescriptions or over-the-counter medications? I mean, you talked a little bit about Coumadin, which is for blood thinning, Mm -hmm. but there's, you know, we have a plethora of other kinds of prescriptions that people are on, whether it's heart or, you know, blood pressure Mm -hmm. or whatever. And we're not going into every single drug, but, you know, what do we have to be concerned about? Sure. The one thing I would be concerned about is any psychoactive medication that people are on, SSRIs or MAOIs that they're on. You want to make sure that um, whatever we're doing we're either not blunting the symptom to their prescription medication or making it more or making it stronger for them. Okay, would so be for the those thing. of us who are not medical professionals, anxiety what? and depression or bipolar medication. <laughs> okay, there we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> those are the biggest things. And there's um in the medical world, we do have databases where we can input CBD or THC and your medication to see if there's an interaction between the two. And I would encourage anyone that is using CBD or THC to talk to their medical professionals so that they know mm-hmm. what their patients are taking. Because, you know, I mean, you might think something's super innocuous, but it, it's not. It could be something that is going to change the course of how your medication acts in your body. So I think having an open and candid discussion, hopefully your healthcare providers are open to this discussion. Right. And if not, maybe we need a different healthcare provider but I think the more open and honest you can be with your healthcare practitioners, the better off your healthcare is going to be. So one of the things that you just made me think about, though, is the stigma that goes with marijuana, right? Sure. And so if people are uncomfortable talking to their physician or their medical provider, you know, is there somewhere on the internet that they can go to get enough information to feel comfortable? And I'm not saying Wikipedia, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
Um, but is there is there a doctoring by Google? Yeah, right. <laughs> Just enough to know that yes or no, and then maybe find somebody else to ask if their if their physician isn't the right person to talk about it isn't is not open. I do know that a lot of medical dispensaries will have lists of physicians that are open to CBD and THC use, okay. and that might be by far your best bet in mm-hmm. having a discussion with people. Because the tough part is is that. Because CBD is so widely used and in so many products right now, finding good information on CBD is uh, that's well-researched is sometimes a little bit difficult. So you're looking at, you know, Joe's website on weed. You know, I mean, it's just not, these aren't your best options. Google Scholar has scholarly reviewed articles. And like I said, there's a lot more research that's been done on THC than CBD, but there's it's a very large There's a lot of IRBs, which are um, funded research studies that are being done now on CBD because they're starting to realize that there's a value for this. There is one prescription medication for THC for seizures, actually. Oh, what's that called? It's called Epidolex. Okay. Um, and it's 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 a cannabidiol. I mean, it's straight cannabinoids, and they've because um, they've realized the use of using cannabis in seizures for kids. Sure. And really calming seizure activity down about 90%. And those are the kids that have multiple seizures a day. Yes. Not, not you know, the kid that has one every couple of years. No, yeah. no, 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 no. So, you know, we've talked about CBD and THC marijuana in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, what about federally and for the FDA? Uh, this is such a great. This is such a great question because people ask me this all the time, and we get um, discussions about this in the chiropractic world because I am not allowed legally to prescribe medication. Mm-hmm. So then the question is: Is it legal for me to turn around and recommend CBD? Oh, yeah. So this became a big hot button topic with the Illinois Chiropractic Society, where you know we had to have the legal team take a look at this. Sure. So, so the deal is, is that that um, C- THC, right, that's federally illegal. Right. Okay. CBD, it depends on how it's being marketed. So there's a statement from the FDA that they're aware that there's products on the market that add CBD to food or label CBD as a dietary supplement. But under federal law, it's currently illegal to market CBD this way, is what they said. So they said the FDA has not approved any CBD products aside of Epidolex, which is that cannabinoid for um, severe forms of epilepsy. However, If it's marketed as hemp-based CBD, Mm -hmm. it's legal. And you can put that in cosmetics as an ingredient. Um, It just can't be sold straight as a supplement in animal food or as a major ingredient, major being the underlined word, ingredient in food. Very vague. Very vague. Up to interpretation. Correct. Okay. So... You said hemp early on in our in our conversation mm-hmm. that, that that basically is the marijuana plant, right? Hemp is the plant. Hemp is more the the leaves, leaves. and the stalks okay. from the plant, whereas the flower is the stuff that contains CBD or THC. So you just said something from the FDA that kind of contradicted that to me. Yep, totally. <laughs> okay, I just you wanted to make correct. sure. <laughs> I want to make sure I was paying attention there. Yeah, and that was that was the gray area that got brought into the Illinois Chiropractic Society. And they were like, yes, because it's being sold in this form. And I was like, okay. So hemp is hemp. And hemp is hemp, and it, yeah. And yeah. it's really the marijuana plant. Correct. All yes. right. So, yes. And well, so. and keep in mind, hemp has a lot of other uses. Like what? Oh, hemp is amazing, by the way. <laughs> hemp is an awesome plant. Um, back in the day, they used to use hemp to make all the shipping ropes. Oh, it's actually stronger fiber than cotton, 
but they're using a lot of hemp for um, industrial uses as well. Everything between like making of paper to sustainable goods for floors in your house. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there's tons of things that can be done with the plant. So it is really a seed to seal, right? A mm-hmm. whole You can use the whole plant for lots of different things. All righty. Those um, recyclers would be very happy about they that, They would right? be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were going to give advice to Illinoisans, especially because it's, it's becoming, marijuana is becoming legal here, what is the, the thing you would say to them first about whether or not to try CBD or THC or marijuana? Where, where do they start? Sure. So um, I am all for the standpoint of less is more. Okay. So if we needed to start from something, if they were looking, obviously, to have an open conversation with their healthcare practitioner, but to start with CBD first. Okay. Um, if CBD is not working, they may then escalate into THC. Now, as of 2020, THC, you know, marijuana will be legal in the state of Illinois. So what does that mean? You have to be 21 years or older to be able to buy marijuana products. That legally you can possess 30 grams or an ounce of the cannabis flower, which is where the THC or the CBD lays. Legal cannabis concentrate is going to be 5 grams. And if it's infused into edibles or tinctures, that's going to be 500 milligrams of THC. When we give this to people, I would tell them that um, if they go to the dispensary, they're going to be able to get that certificate of authenticity a little bit better. And it's going to be a low and slow approach to see how things are going to go for them. So you don't go in and eat a pan of brownies made with marijuana? No, that'd be really bad. You would probably end up in the emergency <laughs> right. room. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but, but if it's new to someone, they, they don't know where to stop and you know where to start. Well, and that gets dangerous with gummies, right? Because oh, yeah. people think, or, or a bar of chocolate, right? Because you'll go home and like, let's say you had like a Hershey bar of chocolate and you would eat like half of the Hershey bar. That's probably about 150 grams of THC, which is a decent amount. Most people's dosing is somewhere between 5 to 15. Oh, you'd be really high. You'd be really high. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not so happy about it either. (laughs) Or just really comatose and sleepy. So lesson learned is talk to your healthcare provider. Talk to your healthcare provider. Less is more. And less is more. And start with CBD. All right. Thank you, Chris. This has been a great conversation. Thanks, Therese. Stay tuned to the ResU podcast here on WGN Plus for more episodes with ResU thought leaders and partners that will introduce unique ideas and ways to help listeners make choices that are influential, mindful, and impactful. ResU, it's amazing to be needed.